Okay, I had to think really hard before releasing this set of journals. I don't know if they implicate me or act as a confession to manslaughter. I also don't know if I want this part of me revealed. But after all the inner debate and concern, I realise there's only one thing that needs to be considered. There's a warning here that needs to be heard. I decided I'd go catch up with my old acquaintances from Medino at Rocket. I think I, think I was trying to reconnect with an earlier life. I was trying to disprove Heidi's statement that I was shallow and fake. In reality, I think it was like, you know, when you were a kid and you had a wobbly tooth? It hurt to fiddle with it, but you just couldn't help seeing how far you could wobble it before it hurt too much. You didn't want it to come out, but you also didn't not want it to come out. So, I went to Rocket to wobble the metaphorical tooth to see if it would fall out and see how much it would hurt in the process. Jeez, we're messed up sometimes. Oh, Rocket's a little quiet side tonight. So uh, here I am, drinking alone, talking to my phone. Effort to look like I've got someone to talk to. I've been keeping an eye out for the Medino crew. They usually come here on a Thursday. Uh, Screw it, I'm not going to work tomorrow anyway. Um, yeah, another pint of the cider. No, not that one. Yeah, good man. Uh, I think I need a place called Metal It, you know. Rock is just a little too gentle. I, I know I'll start a band. We'll be called Metal Saviors or Saviors of Metal. We'll wear the biggest, most studded cod pieces and We'll play so hard our music will be used as the punchline in metal jokes. I'll play guitar and sing, but like all good, really metal metal bands, I'll be credited with something like cacophonic, atonal, torment, screamer, and axe-wielding maniac. The drummer's name will be Kurt, but we'll all know him as Thor, God of Thunder. He'll be credited as the smith of men's souls. Yeah, that's a good one. Bassists, let's see. He'll be known as Cthulhu the Deep One, Harbinger of the End. Wow. All I need to do now is learn how to play guitar and learn how to sing and meet a drummer called Kurt. I will be kick-ass. Hey, I can play guitar. Oh, am I singing though? Oh, hey, hey, there they are. That's Dave. Good old Dave. He's a very thorough program. Ah. Oh. oh, that's all. Hey, Dave. Cool oh, I recall my journal. It's just adding some notes. Oh, it's, uh. It's been great. I, I got a job at. Uh... Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Righto, see you later. Oh, okay, so it wasn't all that tight with Dave anyway. Oh, he's, he's a bit of a dick actually. Oh, there's Richo! Hey, Richo! Hey! Oh, you're getting a drink from the bar. Righto. 
I think all the Mino guys are a smelly pack of... Oh, hey, there's Heidi. She's come in and gone over to... Well, I, I guess she's gone over to her friends. Come to think of it, I don't think I even really know those guys. Dave, Richo, that's Kim and Lainey. Uh, I know how to be charming now. Just turn my head thusly, flex my hand this fashion. Three little shakes, sip of cider, and the jam goes on. Heidi will forget about the argument and we'll be all cool. Hint, Heidi didn't forget, and we are not all cool. Never will be cool again. She got into Lainey's car and off they went into history. Never was friends with the many no guys. I didn't let myself connect. I chose not to connect. It didn't help that I was searching for something that at the time didn't exist. And they were content with what they had. Actually, I have no idea if that's true. Maybe they just dealt with their lack of purpose better than me. I'm part of the Famous Five now. I probably should stop calling us that or I'll get in trouble with Enid Blyton's estate. In a hundred years or something, that term will go into the public domain and I'll be free to use it. But if that happens, I think I'll legally change my name to Mickey Mouse instead. Here comes... Here comes the next punch in the guts. I stood in the car park outside. Rain hammered my skull and ran into a little stream down the back of my jacket. My shoes got soaked. The street lights seemed to just make the night darker, but throwing in a contrast the stippled black of the asphalt. Heidi didn't even look back at me as Lanny's car pulled out roared down the road. It skidded precariously around the roundabout and then shot off into the deluge. I walked to the train station, took the train all the way to Mandra and then walked the whole eight kilometres home. The rain had stopped at some point and the night became hot and muggy. Or maybe I just felt that way. I don't know. I remember just lying, staring at the roof till I must have fallen asleep. In the morning I felt a little better. Sun was out, it was dry and hot. Didn't even call in sick to work, I just I just went down the foreshore and get a coffee. I made the mistake, or maybe it was a good thing, but I I made the decision to get coffee from the place I first got free coffee. Oh god, that was horrible. The barista recognized me right away. The look that came over her face. You think she just seen a rat? sitting at a table eating a bowl of nachos with sour cream and chili. I'd look around and see if there was someone else or something else she was looking at, but it was just me. I approached the counter and ordered. She sucked her teeth and rolled her eyes. Sure. When I got the coffee, she charged me for a large, even though I'd ordered a small. The look she gave me... Oh, I just... I didn't bother complaining. 
I didn't even drink it. I just paid and left it on the counter. I went to another place and, while I wasn't so badly treated, I didn't get a warm welcome or cheery smile and thank you with my coffee. I'm pretty sure it's one of those places I'd use magic to get a discount. That's when it struck me. I'd use magic on Heidi. Or I'd tried. She acted all weird and, and ran off like that with Lainey. Uh, did I cause it? Was it was it my fault? There. There was an accident last night. I got a phone call from Ulrich. That's Heidi's dad. Heidi didn't make it home last night. There was a, an explosion at the petrol station. I don't, I don't have any more details on those what was on the news, but I could clearly see the burnt out shells of a set of cars on the forecourt in the news stream. One of those cars was Laney's. Delaney Maguire was her name. My charm magic was to work on the group. Did I stuff it up? Mess up their brains? Laney and Heidi both seemed pretty pissed at me when they took off. The tyre squealed on that wet road. I remember thinking they were going too fast. Killed her. It's my magic. It's my fault. It's crap. I don't know magic. I know sweet FA. My job's a lie. I'm a fake. I don't know jack about the real world. I'm done here. Monday I'm quitting. Shilpa bloody Patel can go find another token fool to act the goat in front of the world. I'm done. I'm done. I thought I was done, but that isn't how the world works. Like I said in that journal, I know jack about the real world. At least, at least now I have some purpose and direction again. I can thank B for that. She's an angel. I wonder what an angel would actually be like. I don't think the Bible mentions female angels. I also don't think there's many cases of angels doing nice things. The nicest thing I can think of is... Lot being saved from the destruction of Sodom. The angels destroyed Sodom and turned his wife to salt, so... Not sure how good I'd classify that. It seems... seems everything is evil and the best forgiveness, ultimately, comes from within, not some external, impersonal entity. You think I bottomed out? Oh no. But, before we get to that, there's this. been staring at the pile of five books. Book 1. Collected Journals and Writings of the Hunters by Victor Hills, 1786. Yeah, it's, it's a bunch of letters and journals, encyclopedic entries that have been transcribed or inserted into the bindings. The lettering is, is beautiful. Victor must have been the one to collect the journals and do the transcriptions, but there are no names given that I've seen, so I have no clue who these hunters are. This isn't the first time I've wondered if this or a similar collected journal wasn't the inspiration for at least one popular long-running TV series. I wonder if 
any of the law mentioned on that show appears in this book. Be handy to get a bit of help on some supernatural things. Then we've got uh, we've got this one. Catalogue of the various denizens of the old world. Written by David Geldstein in eighteen twenty three. This is a journal and scrapbook written by David Geldstein, who seems to have travelled from the New World, that's the USA, to the Old World, this is Europe. In particular, he seems to have spent a lot of time in the eastern fringes of Europe. I've mostly read about his time in the Principality of Transylvania, which is now in Romania. He just travelled around making observations and collecting stories. Occasionally, he did a bit of monster hunting. Then... Let's see. Then we have my grimoire. This is the big one. Esoterica of Floribarology by Ulysses Byford in 1922. It's a textbook by all appearances, an introductory manual on the formulation and execution of magic as collected by the Floriborists. There's no mention of who they are or where you might find them. My online search has turned up a monastery that uses a flowering tree symbol, but that's all. I get the feeling that Ulysses Byford himself was not a floriborist, but that he was putting together his text in an effort to formalize teachings of magic. If Ulysses lived an average lifespan, uh, he would have died not long ago, which means he should have relatively recent records on him. If I put my mind to it, I might be able to track him down, or at least... Track down where he used to be and who he used to know. I'm highly suspicious of that book. It makes magic seem so easy, but I can see now it isn't something to just mess about with. I have the feeling that should have been obvious. And we have the um, the script book. If the markings on the cover of the title and the author then they're indecipherable. I don't know if this is the real language or an invented language, like like a code or, or maybe it's just fanciful designs. I also don't know what year this book is from. I mean, it looks old. It's older than the others, if that's anything to go by. There are notes and translations, however. It's, some of them are written in the margins and others are written on papers stuck into the book. Uh, it seems to be a book of recipes and ingredients are uh, of means for protecting yourself and uh, I have no idea. Gerald Hilfgeist, the author of the translations, mentions gods in his writing. I don't like that at all. Finally, the acid trippiest book of them all, The Great Journey by Florence Jules. 1972. This book is broken into parts. Uh, it's maybe maybe chapters and was written on, by uh, written on typewriter, but it's bound in leather and stiff card. So each part is titled generally with something to do with light, the moon, and or silver. The text itself is written like a stream of consciousness type of thing. There's no beginning, middle, or end. It's just a litany of imagery and metaphor. Nothing that really makes any literal sense. It all seems, ah, you know, to give meaning without being understandable. I thought they were a pile of junk when I first got them, and 
Then they seemed a door to a new life and a new way of living. Now they feel like an albatross around my neck. I made myself a part of their crime and so I've been cursed. I've been staring at the books all day. I don't know what to do. I have to do something. How can things change so quickly? One moment you're in the mud, next on top of the world. And then just as quickly you fall so hard you wish you were back in the mud. How did these books end up with me? I didn't even bid on them by the auction. I didn't want them. The agent just called me out of the blue and offered them to me. Was he calling around everyone at the auction to see if he could sell them? Was I the first he called, or the seventh? I don't want to know. The books came to me, and I used them. And now Heidi's dead. Just ash. How does a petrol station explode? Did Lane lose control and knock over a pump or something? I keep asking questions, but there's just no answers that will make it... Oh, that'll make me feel better. Oh, that weekend dragged like a year. But time passes, and so does much of the pain. It was a calm before the storm, as they say. What comes next is not pretty. I'll get the journal sorted and posted. This is my exit plan. Thank you for listening. The next episode will come out at the same time next week. In that episode, the narrator finds he can't quit his job without endangering his friends. If you enjoy this podcast, tell your friends about it. For more information, visit gravityundone.net.